All right, there you go. Fun little song. Um, that was my number three master of VGM, Nobuo Uematsu. Apologies if you wanted more in that section, but I'm sure he'll pop up in a few other Masters of VGM episodes. And remember to go check out some of those other episodes from the other podcasts. Uh, you might find a podcast you never knew about that you really like and you might want to continue listening to. As I mentioned, the whole the link uh, to the whole list will be in the description. Now, here we are, coming up to the final two Masters of VGM, as chosen by yours truly, Vault Supreme. I'm pretty excited about these two. I'm sure everyone can guess what my number one will be, but my number two may be a little bit more of a surprise. So let's get to it. Pun intended. <laughs> oh boy. The master of VGM at number two. Number two. It's Yes for Kid, ladies and gentlemen. It's Yes for Kid. All right. <laughs> yeah, all the way from Denmark. He's known for composing soundtracks uh, for the Hitman series, Assassin's Creed series, Borderlands series, and much, much more. This is a very special composer. And I think one that stands out in my list, uh, compared to my other three composers that I've chosen, Jesper Kidd is a man of very few notes. Uh, from a classical composition point of view, his melodies and depth of harmony, all that technical kind of stuff is is quite minimal. But but I've put him in here at number two for a very, very good reason. Uh, Jesper Kid creates some of the most atmospheric video game music there is. I place I personally place a huge importance on atmosphere when it comes to video game and film composition. And I think Jesper Kid's music is so much more than just the notes on the page. It's the textures, it's the sounds, it's the production, the way he puts it together, the way he manipulates synths and all kinds of weird sounds. It's like the spaces he leaves in between the notes and the sounds. It's all very clever and it all comes together to create some of the most immersive video game music ever, in my opinion. When I put on some quality headphones and listen to his music, it literally paints vivid imagery in my mind and it takes me to where uh, the music wants to take you, basically. But look, we can talk mate. Uh, we can talk more later. That's enough for an intro just for now. Let's get into some music. So, uh, Vod, uh, who did you say this was again? Yes, Bo Kid? I don't think I've ever heard of this man before, ever. Uh, Assassin's Creed? Borderlands? Assassin's Creed? Is that like Warcraft or something? <laughs> No. I, I, seriously, I don't watch those uh, border security shows. They, they make me very nervous, Woz. <laughs> I get to chill sometimes. Uh, yeah, okay, look, Donnie, strap yourself in because I think you're really, really going to love this man's music. Oh, Let's wait. start off with something very iconic. It's Venice Rooftops from Assassin's Creed 2 uh, from back in 2009. Please enjoy
great track. Not one of my personal favorites, but it does seem to be a bit of a favorite. And I think Assassin's Creed 2 in general, both the game and the soundtrack, they seem to be personal favorites for many people. Uh, again, quite simple melodies and chords, but I think it's arranged really well and it has a, a really nice build in an intensity until that big ascending rise in the middle, which just sends shivers down my spine. This music really does have a, a bigger impact when you're listening through high quality speakers turned right up. This is a lot of it comes down to the really clever production, and, you know, the boosts in intensity of volume the dynamics and all that kind of thing you wouldn't you'd never get the same effect on just a dodgy little pair of speakers so right. yeah yeah that was quite good voice uh, i've got, definitely got my speakers turned up quite wild over here and um yeah that middle section that really really whiffed my spirits into the stratosphere <laughs> yes indeed and donnie i think you're gonna dig what's coming up next yes but kid you know, he's quite a big name in the video game music industry to this day, working on some really big recent titles like Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, uh, Borderlands 3, which, you know, both came out in the last couple of years. Um, but his career goes all the way back to 1990. At least that's the date of his first soundtrack. And I know he got uh, started off in the demo scene, which may have been even earlier than that, but... Let's let's go all the way back to 1995 to an absolutely killer soundtrack on the Sega Genesis. Uh, now, before we play, the team he was working with, they were quite clever and they put a lot of importance on the music in their games. They managed to come up with their own program that would allow them to achieve CD quality audio from the Genesis using the existing you know, synth and sampling hardware that was built into it. I think the um, the default Sega program that kind of came with it resulted in lots of uh, super compressed audio coming out. But, you know, that's not really my realm. I know quite a few um, companies, you know, teams were quite clever and were able to work around a lot of these hardware limitations back in the 90s. But, yeah, um, this is from the adventures of Batman and Robin. And wow, Donnie, this soundtrack goes really hard. I know you're a big Streets of Rage, Bare Knuckle fan, I but this am. certainly rivals its intensity. Right. So you need to check this out. This track is called Big Boss right. by Jesper Kid. Donnie, turn this one up. Just crank it. All
crispy, crispy caramelized carrots. That one just had me flashing around in here like a real madman. <laughs> yeah, it's so oh good. Oh my goodness, my subwoofer. I think my subwoofer might have like cracked one of my tiles upstairs or something. But <laughs> my goodness, Butch, I have to get this soundtrack. This is, I think this is just what the dojo needs for my 5 a.m. sessions. <laughs> that would wake up any crispy critter. Yeah, sure would. Wow, crispy. Yeah, I think it, um, you know, I've got headphones on, I think. Pardon? You right there, Donnie? Wait, wait. Um, yeah, I think that it's so intense, even putting headphones on, you know, I think maybe some something might have got dislodged in my brain. <laughs> but that, uh, that whole soundtrack is just full-on intensity from start to finish. It, it does get a little bit repetitive, um, but every song brings something unique, uh, something new, something a cool little twist on each song, even though they're all just uh, slamming non-stop. <laughs> Amazing work. Yeah. I, I think that was definitely better than anything from Bell and Uncle Free, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it achieves the same level of intensity uh, without the random dissonance that Streets of Rage 3 had. But there you go, hey, two Batman soundtracks in one episode, and my goodness, they couldn't sound any more different than that. So let's get to another track. Um, something a bit more atmospheric, like I was talking about. We're now gonna go to 2012 uh, to listen to a track from Darksiders 2. Now, this is just a, I don't know, this is a hauntingly beautiful track, and I don't know about you, Donnie, or our listeners, but this is another one that sends shivers down my spine. Let's get into it. This is Into Eternity by Jesper Kid.
man. Who needs tons of notes and chord changes when you can do that? That is just incredible. I said, you know, that he creates some of the most atmospheric songs in video game music, but he's he can also really achieve some strong emotions with what he does. So, you know, I guess that's everything covered, really. Atmosphere and emotion. What more could you ask for, oh, for and a video game composer? Well, that but, was um, just... Voice that was just beautiful. Yeah. And you know what, Voice? Just like that banging techno track that we heard previously, this track has some pretty serious drops. It was like, okay, we're fading out, and then whammo, mammo, swammo, hit you yeah. with a big wave of power, and yep. all of a sudden, everyone comes back in. And I, I'm very impressed. I reckon, I think I had a few chills down my spine too, Voice. That was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, same as me. And, you know, there's... There's quite a lot of uh, Jesper Kid music that I haven't even checked out. He's actually one of the artists that I became familiar with because of doing this podcast. You know, I've played a lot of his Borderlands music on this podcast, and um, we should probably dive into a Borderlands song, I reckon. Yeah, what, boys? I, I don't know. I told you those kind of things make me a little bit nervous. I get flashbacks for doing Tunnels New El Paso. <laughs> what? Oh, no, nothing, folks. It's just that I. Um, Nothing. Uh, Nothing false. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to a song from Borderlands 3. Um, you know, being fairly familiar with his Borderlands soundtracks, it was interesting to go back and listen to some of his really early Sega Genesis kind of electronic techno soundtracks and, and hear the similarities, the common threads and uh, tricks and stuff from music that he, you know, separated by about 20 years or more, talking about the Borderlands stuff, especially the electronic Borderlands stuff. But anyway, this next track, this is a real banger. This covers quite a few different things. It's got the intensity, but also the atmosphere. You listen to the sounds and the musical textures, the creaking and the groaning, like these weird, crazy synth sounds. And it's just like going around your head and you you hear this thing and I assume it's like a boss coming to life it's a really good example of a track that uses music to paint uh, like imagery in my mind at least and it's called The Floating Tomb Fights Back very cool track it's seriously creepy but also has a bit of that kind of cheesy Borderlands humour mixed in I think you'll like this one Donnie The Floating Tomb Fights Back from Borderlands 3 2019 enjoy
That is insane. No one else does music like that. You hear all these chains rattling around your head. Oh, man. That part where the choir comes in is just so, so good. So epic. I love it. I love composers who really just try to push the boundaries of what music can be. There's, you know, there's the whole uh, technical aspect of composing and theory and all that kind of thing. So you can push that in a certain direction. And then there's the whole sound side of it. And Jesper Kidd is, is yeah, a real master of sound and atmosphere. This is just drenched in textures. and It just gets me excited and inspired. Jesper Kidd, ladies and gentlemen. Right, and the thing to remember about Borderlands 3 music and probably lots of this modern music is that it's all dynamic in the game. So what you're listening to um, in that single track was pieces of a puzzle basically arranged for the soundtrack release. But really, in the game, these songs are multiple loops or you know, maybe broken up that might only activate and progress from one to the other in response to certain things that are happening in the game. So incredible stuff. You can you can hear the rise in, in intensity as it goes from one part to the other and you can just imagine the different um, bits kicking in as you progress through this boss fight and probably gets more intense as you go along. I don't know. Um, I also need to mention this guy is an absolute synth wizard as well. You can really hear when listening to his more atmospheric music that he really knows what he's doing and allows him to experiment with all these crazy synth sounds that create so many unique textures that add so much life to these tracks. So you would think synth is not going to add life <laughs> to a track. It's going to make it sound a little bit more robotic, but... He, yeah, he makes the synth speak, yeah. so... Yeah, well, I don't know, Donnie, what did you think? Oh, sure, my shivers voice, that was a creepy track. It really had me bopping, though. I mean, there were some serious grooves in that track, but I have to admit, I was starting to get a little bit into spirit tiger mode. That creepiness really subconsciously was telling my body to, to brace for some sort of extreme battle. I was, you know, I could feel my body tensing up, my, you know, veins popping on my muscles, that kind of thing. Ready to go, kind of really hyped up now that was great thanks for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my pleasure i hope everyone else enjoys it too and you can hear in the background now this is the track that um i believe plays after you've defeated that boss or you've once you've cleared the area something like that and completely different style just showing off you know he's got, he's got the dance the dance music down pat as well but uh, I think it's time for something a bit more mellow now. We'll move back into some more creepier stuff before we finish this segment. But this is another fan favorite from the game Hitman Blood Money, a game from 2006. And the song is titled Vegas. Uh, it's a pretty long one, so I'll, I'm going to fade out kind of around the middle. All right, this is Vegas by Jesper Kid. Enjoy.
that's a really good track. Really nice main melody. I don't know. Just gives you the good feels. It's very simple, but it just yeah, just hits all the right notes. Um, I haven't played this game, but what a cool song to be playing in the background while you're doing whatever you do in Hitman, assassinating people, I guess. Um, look, this is probably a good time to read his uh, Yes for Kids list of games he's worked on, and it is quite a solid list. So. Um, I'll have to speed this one up even more, I think. So hold on a sec, Donnie. Um, oh, and I'll mention, I'm just reading the games list. Um, he's done film and TV series as well, which I will not mention. But here we go. Starting at <clears throat> 1990, um, USS John Young, Pro Move Soccer, Sub, Terrania, Red Zone, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, Amok, Squatcher, Time Tremors, Alien Nations, MDK2, Messiah, Hitman, Codename 47, The Nations, Alien Nations 2, Lightweight Ninja, uh, with Eric Herbling, actually I won't mention the pe people he works with, it takes too long, Shattered Galaxy, Minority Report, The Video Game, Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, Brute Force, Freedom Fighters, um, some German name I don't know, can't read, Prisms of Light 2, McFarlane's Evil Prophecy, Hitman Contracts, Robotech Invasion, Dance Dance Revolution, Ultramix 2, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Chaos Theory, Hitman Blood Money, Close Quarters Conflict, Kane and Lynch, Dead Men, Assassin's Creed, Unreal Tournament 3, The Club, Chronicles of Spellborn, Borderlands, Assassin's Creed 2, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, did I say Assassin's Creed before? Yeah. Uh, Forza Motorsport 4, Assassin's Creed Revelation, Soul Calibur 5, Darksiders 2, Transformers Prime, The Game, Borderlands 2, State of Decay, Soldiers Inc., Spider Wars, Vampire Pirates, Tides of Fortune, Stormfall, Age of War, Heroes and Generals, Borderlands, a pre-sequel, Moonrise, Warhammer, End of Times, Vermintide, uh, Robinson, The Journey, MU, Legend, Battle Chasers, Night War, Warhammer, Vermintide 2, State of Decay 2, Borderlands 3, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, so, uh, probably... I don't know, maybe one in every seven of those games he, he worked with other composers. Um, but look, I'm excited to reveal that uh, just reading from his social media accounts that, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was his last game that he's worked on, but he's just announced that, um, I'll just read what he said, I'm excited to Reveal, I have collaborated with Fat Shark and Games Workshop on Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. They wanted a score that didn't sound like anything you've heard before, and this has resulted in an atmospheric and adrenaline-fueled score. So, I'm excited for that. Probably will never play the game, but looking forward to checking out that soundtrack. So, excuse me. So, we should check out a uh, one of his Warhammer songs um and i've decided to go for one of the seediest things i can find one of the most disgusting sounding songs just to show how disgusting this man can get and this track is called the scaven come out to play from warhammer end times vermintide which was released in 2015 all right enjoy <laughs> Thank you. 
is just disgusting, isn't it? Oh, you that is me. filthy. That's gross. <laughs> you can see where this guy gets um, hired to do scores for horror movies. Oh, 100%. Uh, man, wow. Uh, I Look. I, I almost vomited, Vort. I... Yeah, Donnie, I want to fit in a few more songs before we end this segment. So, right. okay. <clears throat> let's take two songs from his latest soundtrack, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a fantastic soundtrack. Okay. Uh, multiple artists contributing to that, but um, just his stuff alone is, is fantastic. And then the combination really makes it something special. But uh, we'll look at... Two songs from that, and then we'll close with one last song. So up first, we are going with kind of... Well, I was actually, actually going to go for something really synth and percussion-heavy, a bit kind of seedy and crazy like the last one. But at the last second, I think I'm going to go with Valhalla Nights, which is a lot more mellow and atmospheric. So I hope you enjoy this track. This is Valhalla Nights from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Great stuff. Just really ambient, really atmospheric. So dreamy. There's so much atmospheric and ambient stuff on this soundtrack, and it's just really, really good. Quite different. Um, I mean, there's quite a... Yeah, there's a solid theme that runs through the whole soundtrack, but there's not a lot of stuff on there that sounds like this track. And then there's a few other standouts as well. Um, You know, it was really hard for me to pick (laughs) songs from this soundtrack... Uh, I really wanted to play some stuff in this little selection, but yeah, it was hard to find something that represented the album well. I mean, the soundtrack well. It was 
the soundtrack as a whole is really great, but just a single song just can't really represent it. But anyway, yeah, like I was going to go for something pretty, pretty gnarly, but changed my mind at the last minute to go with that, seeing as we did that disgusting song beforehand. But let's go for one of the main themes now. Um, this next track is called Out of the North, again from Assassin's Creed Valhalla by Jesper Kid. Enjoy. Great track, great track. Well, boys, I think you 
You really got me hooked on this Yes Bell kit. Right. But it's some seriously, seriously atmospheric music. 100%. I would love... I mean, the, the, the list of games you worked on, you mentioned earlier, that was... I kind of lost count at about 500. <laughs> um, I'm pretty interested to check out some of his other stuff because I think some of these tracks would be really good in my dojo to really psych people up and really get them in the mood for, like, cracking heads and stuff. <laughs> This is this has just been great. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, it's he has got so much music. It it is it's so hard with all these things, you know, to try and fit in just a couple of tracks to try and convince people that this person is a master <laughs> of VGM. Very difficult, but again, really really good soundtrack. So good to hear Yesper Kid returning to the Assassin's Creed series after a bit of a break. Uh, but coming back and delivering something completely fresh and unique and just, yeah, really, really good. More than 30 years into his video game music career, he's pushing hard and coming up with some really unique music. You can tell this guy is not just kind of churning out the same thing. He's, he's just getting creative all the time and thinking of new ways to come up with some different sounds and conjure up some different emotions and atmospheres and ambience that kind of thing really really good again a man of few notes it just goes to show how amazing music is with such wide variations yet all these different types of music it's able to conjure up so much emotion whether it's something like techno or something like this or a big grand symphony it's all got its place and I really think that Jesper Kid is the king of atmospheric video game music. The master. And yeah, with this Valhalla soundtrack, there is so much music in this game. They've released multiple soundtracks for it and you've got like the official release with a mix of songs from all the three artists involved. And then you've got the individual artist soundtracks, uh, which go for about two hours each. I'm still yet to check out the Sarah um, Shachna one. I, believe, oh, I don't know how you pronounce her name, but I've recently started get, getting into her music, and wow, she is she's really great, especially when it comes to orchestra and synth hybrid kind of stuff. And a bit like Jesper, she's really good with the atmospheric stuff, but pretty strong on the composition side as well. So keen to get into some more of her stuff she's still you know pretty young in her 30s so looking forward to seeing what she pumps out in the future but folks that was my master of vgm number two Jesper kid i hope you've enjoyed that little sample and now what i want to do is just play out with one last track from Jesper kid this is, you know, we've got to do a synth one. This is a synth video game soundtrack, a synth video game podcast. This is main menu day version from Borderlands 3. Please enjoy and stay tuned. We'll be back for Master of VGM number one, the greatest composer of all time. I'm sure none of you can figure out who it's going to be. Stay tuned. See you soon. This is Main Menu, Day Version from Borderlands 3 by Yes Kid. All right.
There you go. Yes, but kid. What a great track. Really gets the feels going. Very nice synth, atmospheric kind of tune. Again, I think he's the king, the master of atmospheric video game music. But here we are, finally, at number one. And look, ladies and gentlemen, fellas and sheilas, this is the number one master of VGM. And in my opinion, uh, one of the world's greatest composers of music just in general. Um, you know, at least in the 21st century. And you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen, at number one, number one. it's Masashi Hamazu. <laughs> Masashi Hamazu, if you've been listening to this podcast uh, at all for the last two years, you will know that I am such a big fan of this man's music. In fact, being able to share his music is one of the main reasons why I started this podcast. Look, I don't really know, but I don't think many fans of VGM, VGM really appreciate the brilliance of this man. The more I listen to his music, the more I appreciate it, and there's just so much depth to everything he writes his composition skills are just like superhuman and coupled with his immense creativity and willingness to like experiment just makes him one of the most uh, unique composers in video game music and in music as a whole <coughs> music as a whole <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um uh, neo at the end of matrix you know he's he's figured out that he has total control of the matrix um this program that he's in and he's now unstoppable and i feel like that is masashi hamazu has such an amazing grasp on composition that he is just able to be so free and expressive with the way he writes his music and look even if you don't like his music it's just not your thing or something i don't think anyone with a you know an appreciation of music could deny that he is extremely talented but hey I can talk him up like <laughs> as much as I want, but in the end, I need to convince you, the listeners, and Donnie, 
with some examples. Yeah, right. Um, first, I think maybe you're seeing this character through some rose-covered glasses. <laughs> Surely no one is that great as what you are describing. This, I don't. I, I'm gonna have to hear some of these music words. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm gonna try and convince you all. Um, let's get into it, Donnie. What we played in with was. New Order Declaration from 2017's Alliance Alive. Uh, as this background track is also from that. Let's play another track from that and from that game. And this will this track will be Ignition. And I'll probably end up playing a few battle themes, which is what this is, because they're actually really good introductions to his songs. They just have so much packed into them, lots of diversity between the different sections. So you get a really good summary of more than just kind of one song's worth in just a single track. So let's hit it. I should also mention um, Hijiri Kuano on solo violin, who is a longtime collaborator with Masashi Hamazu. And the violin is just extremely strong through many of his uh, best tracks. So let's hit it. This is Ignition from Alliance Alive by Master of VGM. Number one, Masashi Hawazi. song such a cool hybrid of the electronic sounds and that small ensemble with the the strings really big sound though those big orchestra drums maybe the timpanis uh just how they descend man such a strong impact gets me every time and obviously you know the strong violin melodies you hear that in the performance you just get that as soon as the song starts 
And then obviously if you, you listen a little deeper, you've got all those the synth and piano dancing around the main parts and the drums are really kind of aggressive, but not in the rock or dance sense. He manages to kind of control a lot of the intensity with those hi-hat percussion sounds rather than relying on a, a snare to drive the rhythm. And yeah, the synth bass and kick is kind of really holding back, which is, you know, clever, maybe obvious, but um, with such a busy kind of song. But yeah, you can learn so much by analyzing this music, um, Masashi Hamasu's music, because the way he approaches things is just so unique. So you get, you pick up on a lot of stuff that you wouldn't usually get from, um, yeah, most other video game music. But what did you think, Donnie? Uh, okay, folks, I, I, I kind of think I'm starting to get it. You know, I, I think I could almost hear a little bit of uh, hip hop twat beat style hi hat work in that song. Yeah. Although it was like a million miles away from sounding anything like hip hop, I. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, pretty great. Yeah, I, I could probably find some of his stuff that is very hip-hop sounding, like from his older stuff, but I don't think we're going to go there in this episode. Uh, so, look, again, one of my main criteria for my top four is that they need to be very versatile composers. Masashi Amalza is extremely versatile, uh, and I think we should be able to get a good taste of that with these songs I've picked. And I'm going to try and use the background music as well to show off some stuff that I probably wouldn't choose as the main track, like this one going right now is one of the wildest songs on this Alliance Alive soundtrack. But okay, we better get to the next track. I want to go all the way back to his very first soundtrack he did on his own, all the way back to 1997. Now, just quickly, he started off in Squaresoft, as a synth programmer in the mid-90s. I know he was the synth programmer for Uematsu's Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. Uh, he did some vocals on um, One Winged Angel as well. Uh, he contributed to a few soundtracks in 96, but then he got his first solo job with a Final Fantasy spin-off game called Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, which was released in 97, uh, only in Japan for the PS1. So let's take a track from that. And now look, this is super cool. He obviously uses Uematsu's famous Chocobo theme throughout the soundtrack. And some of it's just straight up really obvious, uh, but some of it's some of the most tasteful use of uh, using such a strong theme, uh, reusing it, mixing it in, that I've heard uh, in <laughs> a lot of music. But see if you can hear a little bit of it, uh, a little bit of that main Chocobo melody in this next track. It is very, very nicely hidden in the main part of this song. And I listened to this many times before I think I was just singing it in my head or something like that. And I realized, oh, wow, <laughs> he's managed to put the Chocobo theme in there in the main, the main part of this song. This will blow your mind if you can, if you can pick it up. Um, this is called Divine Errand from... Uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, Hamazu's very first video game soundtrack. Please enjoy.
so clever. Knowing that theme is in there just makes that uh, just that little bit extra special. If you, I don't know, if you couldn't hear it, it's it's definitely there, but it's almost unrecognizable because of the the musical context around that uh, one little line. It's just so different to the original arrangement. And I really like that change in rhythm as well between the first and the second part. Nice song, really nice soundtrack. It's got that unique Hamazu sound throughout and also some more kind of traditional sounding stuff um, as you'd expect from a first soundtrack. Some little stuff that kind of reminds me of Uematsu or you know Mitsuda or even Koji Kondo. But overall, I'd say it's still a very unique soundtrack. Um, yeah, kind of pushing the boundaries right from the start. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, or on Spotify, it's just called Chocobo's Dungeon. So, yeah, go check it out. All right, so he's done, you know, a couple of Final Fantasy offshoot games, but eventually gets the big gig uh, doing a mainline Final Fantasy game later on, which is number 13. Absolutely amazing soundtrack. When I bought this game on special, maybe about... 10 years ago or something. Uh, I didn't I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't played a Final Fantasy game since number nine on PS1. Uh, but as a kid, they were my absolute favorite games, Final Fantasy, and I was a huge fan of Uematsu's music. And now when I booted up this Final Fantasy 13 game, I was <laughs> very disappointed to see another name as the composer. I had never heard of Masashi Hamazu at that time and pretty much half the reason I got the game was for a little nostalgia kick and to listen to more of his uh, classic style of music writing. But anyway, I played the game for a bit and very quickly the music started to grab my attention and I remember thinking, wow, this is this is some really interesting and maybe even a bit experimental and risky. After a while, I found the songs starting to stick in my head, so I eventually got the soundtrack, and yeah, that's kind of where my journey into the music of Masashi Hamazu began. Yeah, but I, I, again, I don't really know this Final Fantasy music. I've, I've definitely heard of it, but um, I am quite interested to listen to some. Yeah, I'm quite surprised, actually, Donny. Um, but yeah, so let's play something from Final Fantasy 13 now. Donnie, I'll tell you that Final Fantasy XIII soundtrack is really uh, nothing like the other Final Fantasy soundtracks, uh, especially when it comes to the first nine, maybe. Um, Masashi Amazu did work on uh, number 10 with a number of composers. But anyway, Final Fantasy XIII now, this is another battle theme. And a common thing I find in these battle themes is that within... The one song, it takes you through a range of emotions while keeping the intensity appropriate for a battle. So listen to this next song and notice how it starts off kind of serious and focused. There's some kind of dissonant little piano bits in there to mix it up, but then it moves into so many other places. It gets really epic and it kind of lifts into these really heroic sections. And I really noticed while playing this game, uh, you're you might be battling these really hard enemies and you can you can take a long time to actually beat them. So uh, this music kind of minimizes the repetitiveness of it all by taking you through all these emotions and giving you this sense of progression and change when really you're just 
bashing this monster over and over again until it's dead. Um, it's yeah, it, I, I really noticed how well it worked. So let's give it a listen and take note of all the different sections and yeah, how they fit so nicely together yet take you in so many different uh, places. So, yep, let's give it a go. This is from Final Fantasy 13 Saber's Edge. incredible track such a powerful sound i would love to hear that done by a live orchestra yeah attend a concert with them playing would be great there's lots of live orchestra recordings on this soundtrack and we'll definitely get to one later on uh there's also lots of what hawanzi does um really well which is a mixture of live and program sounds and i think that's really (laughs) 
economical, but he does it so well um, that it, yeah, it always works. But, 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 now you really got my TikTok talking. That was just ferociously epic. I, I wasn't in front of the webcam, so you probably couldn't see me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did notice you got up. I thought maybe you were bored or something. Uh, no, 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 no. I had to get up and start practicing on my Wing Chun. I was uh, yeah. so inspired, uh, but I may have actually broken it. <laughs> well, um, except for the breaking part, that's great. Uh, it's probably the aim of this music, seeing as it's battle music. <laughs> like, but yeah. look, we, we need to move on. I've got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. That was pretty epic and aggressive. Um, Hamazu certainly gets a lot more aggressive than that with this music. But now I want to take things in the other direction because we've heard how he can use kind of complex harmonies and just lots and lots of notes and get get really busy and create almost like a whirlwind of sound sometimes. But um, and I really want to go yeah in the complete opposite direction and show you how how delicate, how subtle and precise his music can get. And this next track is going to be from the HD version of Final Fantasy X. And this version of the game was released about 12 years after the original uh, 2001 Final Fantasy X game. Um, the composers did completely new, high-quality arrangements for, uh, for the entire soundtrack. Every song had a, a new version. Let's get to it. The original is uh, the original version of this song, uh, which is the said island, is it is very original it is just a, such a cool song it's very chilled relaxing but it's got this underlying dissonant kind of percussive sounds probably even kind of microtonal dissonance but for some reason it just it adds to the uniqueness and the beauty of the song but we're not going to listen to that version because uh, it's probably pretty well known we're going to go with something from like i said the hd version so this is um the said island from Final Fantasy X HD. Please enjoy.
I'm getting emotional hypothermia over here. One minute I'm breaking my wind chong and the next minute I'm feeling you, the euphoria of twirling harmonized butterflies. I, I kind of get what you're saying. This man can make a good range of music. That is definitely for sure. Yeah, well, well I guess that's, <laughs> that's kind of the point of the songs I'm choosing. But there you go. Donnie has said it. Um, that track has it all. Beautiful melodies, tons of ambience, like dreamy atmosphere. Hamazu is really a master of everything from the most complex and challenging pieces of music to the most simple, minimal and pleasant. And don't hear me wrong, anyone can make a song with lots of notes or hardly any notes, but it does, it takes a master to be able to make something amazing out of anything <laughs> when it comes to music. Uh, okay, before we move on, I want to take a few moments to acknowledge that, look, as far as I'm aware, Masashi Hamazu has retired from making video game music. Very, very sad news, but this is going back a few years now. I've heard from an, a number of kind of semi-reliable sources. Uh, I'm still yet to find anything official from him. You know, I've tried to go through his blogs and <laughs> put the translator on but it's really hard to uh, know what's going on with these composers who speak a different language there's a there's a big barrier there but I'm not uh, I'm not sure if he's retired from music in general or just video game music I'm pretty sure he hasn't stopped making music I'm, I'm pretty clear about pretty certain about that but I can understand if video game music was something that he's done enjoyed but in the end was something he was ready to move away from. You know, after almost 25 years of being deep into that world, he has, you know, he's also been involved with other art forms like anime and stuff. So I'm not sure. I'm The earliest thing I'm seeing on Wikipedia as far as anime goes is 2012. So he's been doing a lot of different things, not just video game music. So I can understand if he finds that um, other forms that, you know, other... Spit it out, poets. Other ways of making music for, you know, whether it's for film or professionally for um, companies and stuff. I can understand if he finds that more fulfilling or, you know, maybe even just in making his own music. Or maybe, you know, the making video game music just doesn't really pay the bills compared to how much effort it takes. But... Look, I do know he, he is a guest composer on a new JRPG soundtrack coming out this year. So that's, you know, that's something to look forward to, even if it's probably only going to be a couple of tracks, if even that. But we need to remember that, look, when he graduated from university, he was tossing up as to whether or not he'd be a classical musician or composer or work with video games. And personally, I'm glad he went with video games because really... When you go with video games, there's nothing stopping you from doing a bit of both. Obviously, um, video games are going to take up a huge amount of time and energy, but really, that's what he's done. He's, he's done a bit of both, and he's released a small amount of classical material, which I'm not really going to go into because I'll extend this segment out way too long. But one of the very, very cool things he's done, and check this out if you want to hear really wide range of his more kind of classical style compositions it's still 
ranges from really experimental stuff all the way up to this kind of beautiful minimalist kind of stuff. But what you need to search up, get on your browser and search up Sony Alpha Clock. There may even be an app. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it on an app. I haven't looked. But that's Sony Alpha Clock. And Masashi Hamazu has done a unique piece of music um, for this very classy and fancy website. Lots lots of unique pieces of music. Um, This website shows off the Sony camera hardware through this really cool interactive website that has all these great photos and original music for all these heritage sites around the world. So when you get onto this website, you just see a whole map and you can click on all these heritage sites. It'll show you just a really nice photo, you know, really, really good photography. They're obviously trying to show off their hardware. And at the same time, this entire site is just filled to the brim with Masashi Hamazu's music, all original stuff just for this website if you're a fan you really need to check it out it's really good so i'm going to play a track from that Uh, it's a really short track that's why i think i can get away with this but this is the music from i don't know how to say this iguazu national parks uh, music featuring the amazing benjamin nuss on piano who's worked a lot with uh hamazu absolutely brilliant pianist This is just a really fun and clever piano composition and a really amazing performance. Let's get to it. Hi, this is Benjamin Nuss, and you are listening to Walt's Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. good really dances the line between kind of glitchy and beautiful smooth piano playing i don't know i'm no pianist but to me that sounds like amazing writing and an amazing performance but okay folks you need to go check out sony alpha clock it's just such high quality music and really great to hear um 
Hamazu's music in a different context other than video game music. You'll hear some similarities, but you'll also pick up on some uh, sides of Hamazu that you would never hear in the context of a video game. But let's get back to the video game music. Let's go for another battle track. This is Multi-Dimensional Battle from 2015 3DS game, The Legend of Legacy. Another fantastic soundtrack. Again, just take note of how many different sections this track has and how it's able to just keep lifting and lifting and lifting and you know it just takes you seamlessly from kind of one emotion to the next while keeping everything kind of tied up in that whole um, battle theme so this is a double dimension battle sorry double dimension battle from the legend of legacy enjoy
Matrix. Lots of energy. That last little bit as we're fading out. I love that. It's kind of like it just just keeps lifting and lifting and lifting. And where do you go from there? You just smash it out with that really kind of. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a heavy kind of section. But um, again, I could go on about what I love about the, all these songs, but you know, we don't need to do that after every song. You hopefully pick up on some of the things I've already mentioned uh, about other tracks. Let's get to something a little more pleasant. And this really is a very pleasant soundtrack. When we're talking about World of Final Fantasy from 2016, this is probably a, a pretty good introduction to Hamas's music because it it doesn't get too experimental overall. It leans mostly towards really nice, well-written, pleasing music. You know, some of this stuff could be in a Disney movie. It just sounds really nice. Um, but there's a good amount of um, kind of experimental, weird stuff, some really nice ambient stuff thrown in there as well, some good battle themes, all that kind of thing. But, you know, with the scales... Um, scales leaning uh, much heavier towards the pleasant side compared to some of his other stuff. So let's just jump straight into it. Uh, this track is called World of Nine Wood Hills, again from 2016's World of Final Fantasy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, it's really nice. It's that's basically a pop song, really. Just a really good chord progression. And you know, some nice vocals. Really good stuff. It it's killing me to put this section of the episode together. I'm really thinking, ah, oh, like to take that song out of World of Final Fantasy and not show these other 10 tracks that I really want to show. Uh, you know, maybe I'll just have to go back to um, doing some more Hamazu-focused episodes. Yeah, but I don't see why not. Um, didn't you have a regular guest on the program on your Hamazu episodes in the past? I, I didn't really <laughs> listen to any of them. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. Um, I was getting the um, celebrity chef Oliver Ackers to come and oh, yeah, right. be yep. a guest on all those episodes. Right. It was great while it lasted, um, but yeah, he's in prison now. Uh, <laughs> multiple charges. I don't know if anyone listened to... It's actually the Jared Emerson Johnson, Sam and Max Save the World episode. Interesting. Some pretty bad stuff went down, and yeah, I'm... Hoping, you know, I'm hoping I can kind of, uh, you know, get in touch with him and maybe do a an episode or two if he's, you know, good behavior, that kind of thing. They right, give him a right. bit of extra freedom, but uh, you know, he's in another country. It's pretty hard for me to sort that kind of stuff out. Uh, he was in London, right? I, you know, thoughts maybe, um, maybe I could pull pull a couple of strings. <laughs> I have some connections in that area. Both with the uh, in the crime scene and in the uh, enforcement scene, uh, so um, right. you know, nothing, nothing, um, nothing over the bar. Just completely legitimate. I can maybe just see if we can organize something for your votes, and maybe you can return the favor for me. Uh, uh, let's talk about that off air. I think, Donnie. Right. Yep. Um, but look, folks, I, I really wanted to... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later, Donnie. Yo, Crispy, Crispy, um, yo. I really wanted to what? kind of buddy you guys up with that last really pleasant track. And, you know, even this one that's playing right now, really minimalist kind of song that I just love so much. It's one of my favorite chord progressions of all time. But, um, yeah, the next song is maybe a bit more challenging, but there's so many cool parts to this. It's a live orchestra uh, recording from Final Fantasy 13, and just listen to the way this guy writes. You, there's, there is so much, honestly, there's there's so much uh, modern video game music that is very heavily orchestral, and a lot of it, uh, it a lot of it bores me. Part of that is uh, probably because of my lack of appreciation of certain. Uh, styles that I yeah just simply don't appreciate and the other side of it is just because there's so much of the same thing you know everyone wants to sound like a film composer or something like that um, but anyway <laughs> this guy Masashi Hamazu he does not write like a film composer this guy writes like you know he's uh, a big fan of you know, the, the French composers of the 19th century, you think of like Debussy or um, Ravel. And yeah, he that's the kind of style he writes some of his music in. And 
those composers they had a lot of freedom in the way they they write and they are um probably they're two of my favorite quote unquote classical composers and um it's probably why i like masashi amazu so much and love his orchestral music so check this out it it's pretty weird um it also goes into some really beautiful places it's why I picked it. It just got so much thrown in there. It really shows uh, the freedom he has when writing music for the orchestra and how kind of creative and expressive he can be. So this is from Final Fantasy 13, and the title is Nascent Requiem. Please enjoy.
Oh boy, <laughs> that's so good. This is one of the songs you can, uh, it can kind of go over your head the first time you listen to it. But the more you uh, soak it in, uh, the more you can, you, the more you get from it. And that's a great thing I find about Hamazu. He's got some super catchy and pleasant stuff that's just so accessible, so easy to just, you know, take in the first time. Really catchy. And then he's got just heaps of this other kind of stuff that's really takes some time to absorb. Uh, especially, you know, if your mind is not accustomed to listening to lots of classical music. Uh, but look, I think the music speaks more than my words. I just don't hear much of this kind of writing in video game music at all. And I, I think it's great. I'm in no way saying that other composers should be more like Hamazu. I think I've made that pretty clear with my four masters of VGM picks. Uh, they really couldn't be any more different, even as versatile as they all are, or you know, even with Uematsu and Hamazu both contributing to some of the same soundtracks. They're so different, and you know that, my friends, difference and variety is the spice of life. So I only have two more songs left, so let's get to this next one. Another just really pleasant track. I think it would be probably a good palate cleanser if you found that last one a little hard to take in, you know, first go. This is Flight from 2017's Alliance Alive, which we've played a few songs from at the start. And look, this is sadly 2017. This is Masashi Hamazu's last completely solo video game soundtrack the next closest thing we have to a full-length soundtrack is his contributions to final fantasy 7 remake so yeah that, it's disappointing i am not sure what he's doing he's definitely still active but to what degree it is very very hard for me to know so anyway great song Please enjoy Flight from Alliance Alive.
Well, there you go, folks. My number one master of VGM, Masashi Hamazu. Can't give this guy enough praise for his music and creativity. And look, that was 2017, his last major uh, soundtrack uh, that he's done. You know, Final Fantasy VII Remake, apparently he came out of retirement to do that, which is great. I don't know what that means. You know, this guy's only just only just kind of clocked over the 50, 50 years mark. The same year, same age as Jesper Kid, basically. Um, he hasn't stopped making art, that's for sure. And he hasn't stopped doing stuff. I know that um, before yeah, COVID hit, um, him and Mina Sakai and a lot of the musicians that he's worked with over the past maybe decade or more, were doing some small tours with um, his and Mina Sakai's band Imruet. And hopefully, you know, I think it's, you know, it's been a good number of years since they've released an album as well, but hopefully they come out with some new stuff soon. I've seen, um, you know, I've seen him and Mina Sakai do some stuff in cafes. I don't know. They're He's, he is active, but again, it's really hard for me to kind of tune into that Japanese world and and figure out what's going on. But anyway, we appreciate all his music. We sit back and we just wait to see what comes next. So again, folks, thank you so much for, you know, this has been really, this is looking at my uh, timer now, we're at around three hours for the the combined time for these two episodes so thank you for listening i hope it's been worthwhile and you've enjoyed what i've had to share thank you so much for uh to bedroth and you know all the all the people involved in making this masters of vgm a fun little thing for all us podcasters to do I'm, look i'm looking forward to checking out everyone else's episodes i've done now i for some reason i just didn't want to start looking at other people's stuff i just felt like i had to get mine done first but i'm very happy i'm very pleasantly surprised to see masashi hamazu show up on a number of other episodes so i can't wait to go check out those and you know see if they've got some good things to say about him i think some of them are just purely music podcast episodes but hey there you go i'm glad to see him up there in the top four masters of vgm all right well we talked a little bit just then well i mentioned a little bit about the band imruit um masashi hamazu and mina sakai have worked together since um, since Final Fantasy 13, she's the vocalist on a number one of those, an, a number of those tracks, really kind of atmospheric ones. I think she's got a really unique voice, and you know her voice and their music goes to, to, together quite well. And we're going to play out with uh, a quite an experimental kind of track. Uh, again, it's a cool track. It covers a number of. Um, it's able to fit a number of different kind of things into one, into one song. 
But yeah, this is a this is a really cool track. It's pre- it's pretty experimental, quite weird kind of thing that I really like. <laughs> but this is the ending theme, uh, Traveler's Song from the game The Legend of Legacy, uh, again by Masashi Hamazu, Mina Sakai on vocals. Please enjoy this and thank you once again for listening to this episode. Uh, votes. Did you uh, maybe forget that we were going to listen to my masters uh, of WGM for top composers oh. as well? Ah, oh, gosh. Um, uh, no, Donnie. Uh, what I thought we could do is um, just because we've taken so long to go through mine uh, and I know you're a very busy man, right, how about right. we see if we can get back together another time during this month and, and just do a completely unique episode just for you. Okay, folks. Um, I'm, I don't know what to say. I'm a little bit disappointed, but yeah. I have to be frank. This has been a great episode. I really enjoyed listening to these tracks. Um, and I guess, you know, I'm mm. going to pull those strings for you. But um, and you're gonna owe me. But yeah, I said we're talking about. Before that, mm. I expected a, a whole episode of my masters of WGM. All right. Yep. Okay. We'll try and make it happen. Right. Okay. Thanks for having yeah. me on episode. Boards. My pleasure. Thanks. No, um, thank you, Donnie. I'm gonna have to go to the dojo now. I got some people waiting for me right there. It's yeah. It's like six o'clock in the morning now, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank oh. you so much, Donnie, for. Yeah, coming on and, you know, so late over there. Uh, but, yeah, let's finish this episode with ending theme Traveler's Song by Masashi Hamazu uh, from The Legend of Legacy. See you, folks. And remember to stay synthetic. Thank you.